Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy speculation and advice. Now, along with the guys from guillotineleagues.com, here's your host, Paul Charchian. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly. I am Paul Charchian. Co-hosts today are... Scott Fish and Matt Harrison. Hey, hey, guys. Hey. Hey. It's exciting to have you here. It's is exciting it? because this is this is not the toughest bye week in terms of quantity of teams. This is the toughest bye week by quality of offense. Mm, Maybe ever. That Rams offense is just <laughs> I'm missing all those players. That, that's not a half bad off. Well, not last yeah, you week. Got but, Puka you know, not with Brett yeah. Rippin. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. There's some starters. Yeah, there's, there's a lot there's, of. Isn't Brett Rippin already on another grades. team? I'm pretty sure he's on a new uh, team yeah, already. When they signed Carson Wentz, did they drop Brett Rippin? Yeah, they did I think, him. Which would have been smart, right? Good Lord, was that bad. Wow. You know what's not bad? Yeah, Seahawks. He's on the Seahawks He's now. on the Seahawks. Already. That's it. One week later. What's not bad? This show. This show isn't bad. Oh. <laughs> we are here to get you ready to find a bunch of great replacements for your starting players. We're going to go through all the games, Fantasy Football Weekly style, with all the letter grades you're used to hearing. That would be A, B, C, and Bench. That would be the grades. Uh, take a chance on me. Nine players not normally in your starting lineup. Mm-hmm. We'll answer three tough questions, and we'll give you premature speculation, including a familiar name that's been that you haven't heard from in a little while. Ooh. But he's back. Ooh. Yeah. We'll find out who that is. In a I don't even bit. know who it is. No. Super I secret. I can't wait. Um, for reasons, you know, sometimes people ask me, like, 
what how you pick the order of teams that you do and <laughs> why do you put different spots? It's alphabetical. I don't think in Let's the, go backwards the history, the twenty nine year history of this show. I did this on purpose. We've ever had the Monday night <laughs> game. We did that last week or the week before. No, that is our Thor. first yeah, game off. Thor had it first. It was last week. Just last week. Yeah. New tradition here yeah, on Fantasy Football Weekly. Forgot. Good lord. <laughs> I think at the time I didn't know it was the Monday night. No, no none of us did. We, at the end of the show, we were like. I think this is the Monday nighter, and then, and then we looked at it, and went, no, the first one we did was. Good lord! I oh, thought it'd gosh. be fun. It's all falling apart. Broncos <laughs> taking on the Bills. The, suddenly less doormatty. Broncos yeah. taking on the Bills. It's it's in Buffalo, Scott. Right. What, what are you expecting for the Denver side of this game? Well, let's start on the passing side. I, man, it's been under 200 yards for four straight games from Russell Wilson, but he's been scoring at a really decent clip this year. He's just been blowing out the toilets in his mansion. <laughs> 16 touchdowns this year. To, to, what was that a funny way to phrase it or <laughs> something? Was, yeah. uh, 16 touchdowns to 10 toilets. Uh, I, I like your turn of phrase. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mac Jones, Baker Mayfield, and Joe Burrow all just tagged the Buffalo Bills, their opponent this week, uh, for for multiple scores in the last three weeks. Game scripts should be in favor of Russ here and the pass catchers, as it's the middle of the pack, uh, pass D, and they should be trailing most of the most of the way. So I have a C grade on Russell Wilson. I have a C grades on Cartland Sutton and Jerry Judy as well. Sutton, he just keeps scoring. He sees 44% of the team's end zone targets, wow, which is that's just huge. That's an insane Love clip. That. And it makes sense when you look that he's scored in six different games, in, including three straight. He's going to get the tougher matchup against uh, Razul Douglas there, but he's the target leader, scores a ton. Broncos are going to have to pass a lot. I got a C grade there. Uh, Jerry Judy with a B, uh, C grade also, five plus targets every week. Usually a three catch guy. Usually needs to make a play but he again game script and the better matchup against Taron Johnson in the slot who's giving up a 120.7 passer rating against he used Taron Johnson used to be a really I, good slot I corner. know He's every once in a while you'll see that off. it's it feels like every once in a while yeah. uh, one like three, one year we'll be talking about, oh, he's got this matchup. And then two years later, oh, he gets this guy. Yay. Right. He's not <laughs> Taron Johnson anymore. He's Torn Johnson. Oh, oh boy. Torn Johnson sounds really bad. It oh, does. boy. Uh, I'm sorry, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so, that sounds, so, sounds like something that could happen to Russell Wilson while he's blowing out those toilets in his mansion. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's go over to the run game. Wait, was here. it a B or a C? On... It was a C on Jerry That's Judy. Appropriate, yes. Graham, considering he's got like one touchdown. I, I know he's if if there was a B to be played, it'd be Corlin Sutton, but I gave him a, a really strong safe C. Mm -hmm. Javante Williams, I've given I'm given the B grade too. Since returning from injury, Williams has started ramping up the role each week. Uh, 10 touches to 18 touches, 30 touches last week, increased pass game work. The Buffalo run D isn't the one from a few years ago. Their bottom six in receptions and receiving yards allowed to backs. Fifth highest yards per carry, tenth most rush yards, twelfth most rushing touchdowns. They're not they're not a completely stellar run D anymore. Uh, the game script's not going to be in Williams' favor, but I'm giving him the B grade here. Um, he gets a lot of that pass game work that works really well against the Bills. An A day actually wouldn't even shock me here. Mm -hmm. um, over on the other side. Bills, Josh Allen's got an auto A, really, until he proves us wrong. Multiple yeah. scores in all but one game. Steph Diggs, auto Steph A. Steph Diggs, A, yeah. It's noteworthy his low, worst fantasy day is 13.6 fantasy points yeah. in PPR. Like, that's he doesn't miss. He's going to get Sertan, but until he doesn't show up, I'm going to keep betting on him. I'm with you. 
Uh, Gabe and Davis. Don Kincaid, by the way, getting close to auto. Very close. Too. Very close. So yeah. Go ahead with with Gabe Davis, who yeah. in the last two weeks has had the blow up game and the and then the zero catch game, it, which it was sandwiched by goose eggs. Actually, er, the ball oh, game. That's a great point. Yeah. Erasing mm, fantasy sandwich. owners. Yeah. Yep. And Shakir is stealing work since Knox has, has left, so I have him on the bench. Dalton Kincaid, as you mentioned, uh, A grade here leads NFL in catch rate, eighty-eight point eight nine. So ninety percent of his catches, are targets. Yeah. He's catching. Since Knox left, he's gone 8 for 75, 5 for 65 in a score, 10 for 81. Like many defenses, the Broncos are hit and miss, but the three times they had a tight end uh, see more than five targets, 7 for 85 and 2, 9 for 124, 6 for 58. Kincaid's averaging like nine targets a game with uh, nine times. Uh, nine targets a game with uh, Knox out, just nine eight grade times. there. Nine times. James Cook is only getting the C grade. I don't care that he's playing the Denver Broncos and how big of a smash spot it is because he's he's Just, underperformed in a ton like of smash every sets. week. And you know what happens to him? Once they get to the opposing 20-yard line, it's like the outfield in Field of Dreams. They just right. don't invite him in. They're not <laughs> inviting him into the red zone to do do 34-year-old references work on this show. <laughs> yes, it does. But we have the nine like, times. That's, that's, that's the best kind of reference for <laughs> the, this show. <laughs> By the way. Uh, this is exactly what we said was going to happen to James Cook. That yeah. peacock is nine times old. Nine times. Okay. All right. So I have a C grade on him. I, he should have a B in this matchup or better, but he just can't. I can't do it. C grade. Murray and Fournette I have on the bench because I'm worried that they're now going to split roles. And Murray has only converted two of his nine temp, attempts inside the five. He's yeah, not just. He's just not right. converting. No. Can't start either one. Yeah. Texans take on the Bengals, Matt. Uh, Texans obviously coming off an amazing game from C.J. Stroud with almost 500 passing yards and five touchdowns. Unbelievable for a rookie who, by the way, as as amazing of all the amazing things that C.J. Stroud has done this year, one interception at the halfway point of the season. Not, Come on. Not are too you, shabby. Are you kidding me? On pace for 28 touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, 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 no Nico Collins in this game, though. Mm-hmm. And that does change the things a little bit and a much tougher opponent in the Bengals secondary. Yeah, definitely more of a difficult task than the Buccaneers last week. Since he has allowed multiple scores only twice this year, but two of the last three quarterbacks they faced have topped the 300-yard mark. So tough to take him out of your lineup. I'm going to give Stroud a B grade in this one. Mm -hmm. Uh, My favorite of his targets this week, Dalton Schultz. Oh, Dalton Schultz for sure. Uh, Schultz has scored in four of his last five games and went absolutely berserk last week. 11 targets, 10 catches, 130 yards and a score. And in the last two weeks alone, the Bengals have allowed nine for 149 to George Kittle and 10 for 81 to Dalton Kincaid. I'm giving Dalton Schultz an A grade here. I'm moving him up my rankings. Yeah. Um, of all the Texans wide receivers had a great day last week, and Noah Brown was the big waiver wire target by everyone after his 153 and a score. I'll throw a C grade on him this week. So he'll travel against Mike Hilton from the slot most often. Hilton allowed seven of eight of his targets against him to be completed last week. So I, I like Noah Brown here. Nico Collins has been ruled out, as Charch mentioned. So Tank Dell and even Robert Woods, who looks like he's going to play, they both come in as a C grade. The perimeter corners for the Bengals have done a pretty decent job this year. They've only allowed two total wide receiver touchdowns in the last four games, but they have allowed six different wide receivers to get to at least 60 yards in that span. So I think 60 yards-ish for Tank Dell is probably the low end, but I'm I'm a little nervous that he can't get the touchdown here. Uh, Damian Pierce... Uh, He's going to be out again this week with an ankle injury. So it's Devin Singletary and nearly a bell cow roll. 
Yeah, well, look where that got him last yeah. week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Singletary got all but one touch last week. Took all 15 of those touches and managed 26 yards. Oof. That's a good Bucks run defense. The Bengals aren't as dominant against the run. They're allowing 4.4 yards per carry. That's actually seventh worst in their league, but their other stats are pretty good. Give Singletary the volume C here. Mm-hmm. And you know how it's fantasy football, so you know how this is going to go. Yeah. Everybody everybody pivoted to Singletary last week because Damian Pierce sucks. Yep. And they did nothing. Yeah. And now everybody's going to go away from Singletary. going to get this 80 week. yards and three right. scores. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. You know how that's just it's so fantasy football. Yep. Uh, on the other side, Joe Mixon similarly gets all of the work for the Bengals. He usually finds the way to get to 60 to 90 total yards each week. He had 14 carries last week against Buffalo. Every other Bengals running back has 14 carries total on the season. That's it. Mm. Uh, Houston against the run is what, what the kids call mid. So it's a B grade for Mixon. <laughs> Joe Burrow has seemingly been healthy for a month now, and he has 10 touchdown passes in his last four games. He's getting a B grade today. It's close to an A grade, but the Texans are allowing the second fewest amount of passing scores on the season. They've only allowed seven passing touchdowns in eight games. And his wide receivers are a little bit dinged up, and let's wow. talk about them. T. Higgins ruled out, so yeah. that's very dinged up, and yeah. we don't even know that Chase is going to go. It looks like Chase is heading in the right direction with some back tightness. I, I imagine he's going to go. If he if he does go, I think he still gets an A grade in this one. Uh, if you need to start Tyler Boyd or Trenton Irwin, you could mm-hmm. do that at a C level. Uh, Irwin saw 10 targets in the How last that? game that Higgins missed. Yeah. And Boyd has scored in two of the last three. Plus seven different wide receivers have reached 45 yards against Houston in the past three games only. So the Texans have only allowed two touchdowns to the yeah, wide receiver that, position that, all that year. A, we talked about it all last year. It's a really good yeah. secondary also, that nobody talks about. Derek Stingley was uh, designated to return, mm-hmm. and he didn't have an, even have an injury designation on Friday. That's good. Yeah. So both of the touchdowns to the wide receivers came from the slot, though. That's good for Tyler Boyd in mm-hmm. scoring. Uh, I, if I felt stronger about a tight end, they'd be start-worthy against the Texans' bad defense. But Irv Smith and Tanner Hudson and Drew Sample are getting all mixed in together. <laughs> If it was one guy, definitely startable in this matchup, but it's no, three. I'm with you. I don't think we want to go there. Where we do want to go is to Minnesota for Saints taking on the Vikings. Lots of interesting angles in this one, particularly with the Vikings. Now with Josh Dobbs at the helm, find out what you can do with your Minnesota Vikings and nine players upon whom you can take a chance when we return to Fantasy Football Weekly. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, 
even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Nine players not normally in your starting lineup. We've got players to whom you could pivot. Mm-hmm. Got bye week problems? We're here yeah. to help. Maybe you liked Patrick Mahomes or Tua or Jalen Hurts. I hear, I've hear i heard good things about those guys. You need a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. let's, let's give them some quarterbacks sure. to pivot to, beginning with Scott Fish. Sure. I decided to only pick players this week who have a Y in their name. <laughs> okay. so I'm gonna That's start. really going to limit you a lot of times. <laughs> it, it really is. It work. But I'm going to start with Baker Mayfield at quarterback. Since week four, Mayfield has been a top 12 quarterback in four of the five games, multiple scores in back-to-back. Mayfield has four 20-plus yard completions in three consecutive contests. In fact, in the, over the last month, he's taken 34 shots over 15 yards. He's just chucking it downfield. Mm-hmm. That's eight Love and a half it. per game. Titans pass D is bottom 10 in deep ball uh, completions allowed. That's been a bad secondary all year. Yeah. Um, they've held down some lower end dink and dunk pass attempt guys, but gave up big games to deeper throwers and high pass attempt guys. I like Baker this week. I thought you might go Maddie Ice. Oh, yeah, well, he's like retired kind of. Half, make, that makes it retired. harder, but that, yeah. it would have fit the criteria. Yeah. Uh, you're taking a chance on me, quarterback, Matt. I've decided to only go with guys who have two R's in their name this week. <laughs> um, so I've got Brock Purdy, the first one. Uh, he's rostered in just about every league, but probably not widely started after a few rough weeks. He did tally 365 passing yards last week against Cincy and added 57 yards on the ground, which is kind of crazy for Brock Purdy. Uh, The Jags appear to be a middle-of-the-road opponent, but over the last four weeks, something has changed in the way that teams attack them. In the first four weeks of the season, the Jags were seeing 34 pass attempts Mm -hmm. and 250 passing yards per game. In the last four games, 48 passing attempts per game and 300 passing yards. That's a lot. They are chucking the ball 14 more times a game against the Jaguars right now. I think everybody's keyed off on something. They're going to be chucking it. Okay, Charge, now you have to use the word Chucky in your corner because Matt and I both did. Um, I, for my theme, not, not realizing that this Guy's is a theme show, I have decided to use players 
with both vowels and consonants in their name. <laughs> that must have been so hard. Both. So hard. So we're going with Will Levis up okay. against Tampa Bay. Now, Tampa does have two games worth of tape to pick apart his tendencies, and that worries me a little bit. But I love the fact that Will Levis has the deepest A dot of any quarterback who's played at least two games. 11 <laughs> yards per throw. That's, we'll take that. that's a lot. Tampa just got roasted by C.J. Stroud. Church, you had the easiest theme of all. You have all rookies. I do have all rookies with vowels and <laughs> consonants in their name. Oh, boy. Okay, Vanna White. Uh, <laughs> Tampa just got roasted, as I was saying, by C.J. Stroud. But their struggles go back all season. Here is a complete list of quarterbacks who have failed to score multiple touchdowns against Tampa Bay. Derek Carr. Okay. That's it. That's, long That's it. That's it. It's Everybody else, list. multiple touchdowns against yeah. Tampa Bay. Over the last month, opposing quarterbacks averaging 101. Get this. I'm, I got to start doing this stat more often. Over the last month, opposing quarterbacks are averaging 101 extra yards over their Oof. average That's when they're lot. playing Tampa. That's insane. That That is a lot. Yes. That's crazy. Will Levis. Let's go to the running back position. I'm going to go with Jalen Warren. Warren's uh, top five in explosive run rate for the Pittsburgh Steelers, of course, and leads the league in missed tackles per attempt. He's efficient with the touches he gets. Packers are the 12th easiest spot for running backs. Green Bay has held down some poor running backs that have helped that ranking, too. Mm-hmm. All right. You're running back, Matt. I've got Tyler Algier. Those are the R's. Um, Arthur Smith won't be pushed around. He had to defend his lack of Bijan Robinson usage in a press conference this week. But this Again, is about Tyler Algier. Yeah. Arthur Smith's one true love. Yeah. <laughs> Algier has led in rushing attempts over Bijan four times in the last five weeks. All while Bijan is getting about 20 more snaps per game over that over that span. Algier has also had every running back carry from inside the five since mm-hmm. week two. Ah. Even if Bijan dominated the touch totals this week, there's still plenty to go around against the Cardinals. The Cards are allowing 31 running back touches for 138 combo yards and a score and a half per game to the position. All rank in the bottom three in the league. Tyler Algier, start him. The 1938 film Algiers, starring Hedy Lamar, oh boy. one mm-hmm. of the great classics that th- put Hedy Lamar on the on the. Hedy Lamar gets mentioned on this podcast more than any, any other podcast. podcast for sure. Mostly because yeah. we say Lamar Jackson is very heady in yeah, how he sees the game. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but we love Hedy Lamar yeah. on this podcast. To be clear, yeah, and I highly recommend you check out the 1938 classic Algiers. Uh, yes, uh, Zach Charbonnet goes up against Washington. Uh, like Kenneth it. Walker not in the injury report, uh, but he wasn't he, he, last week either and he barely got any use so um we're gonna just give a shot here to charbonnet watch it's mostly about washington being bad in the first game without montez sweat and chase young washington promptly gave up their third most rushing yards of the season and allowed the previously struggling ramondre stevenson to run for 10 yards per carry Mm, that's pretty good that is pretty good zach charbonnet we are dart throw this week and, Scott, let's go to the receivers for you. Which Y receiver do you have? I am going with Jaden Reed, wide receiver of the Green Bay Packers. The mm. Pittsburgh Steelers, their opponent this week, are allowing the second most fantasy points to the slot and just gave up six catches to, for 66 yards to Kyle Phillips. <laughs> They've been tagged by a lot of slot guys this year. Uh, Jaden Reed also top 10 for targets inside the 10-yard line in the NFL this year. Also has a rushing score in that zone. Highest yards per route run against the slot as well for the Steelers. It's a good spot for him. Matt, uh, if you're so inclined on Netflix, you can watch 
bombshell the Hedy Lamar story. Mm. Oh my god. Also, who's your receiver? Uh, I've got Hunter Henry. Um, <laughs> with all of the injuries and just inability from the Patri- Patriots wide receiver group, there's definitely room for a veteran tight end to become the whoopee for Mac Jones. Henry saw seven targets last week, caught four of them for 39 yards and a score. What's better is that the average depth of those targets was 11 yards downfield, pretty good for a tight end. Mike Kosicki surprisingly only saw one target last week. This week they faced the Colts in Germany. The Colts have been middle of the pack against the pass overall, but they've been dinged by the tight end position a little bit. Uh, they've allowed the fifth most receptions and the fourth most yards to the tight end position this year. I believe it was last week or the week before, Matt, that you used Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going back to the well because it's Washington. Uh, now, JSN led the Seahawks in targets last week with seven uh, on 21 routes. Usage is rising almost weekly for Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. Over the last five weeks, Washington allowing the most yards and the most touchdowns to opposing wide receivers. Mm. So, you know, Lockett's taken. DK Metcalf dinged Might not up. go, yeah. You know, so there's going to be opportunity here for Jackson Smith and Jigba. Slot cornerback Danny Johnson allowing a passer rating of 135 over the last five weeks. Let's go to the Saints taking on the Vikings. Uh, this is a thorny matchup, and I apologize if it's going to be a lot of talking, but there's just a lot of interesting angles on this one. I want to start with Alvin Kamara. Now, the rushing's been totally forgettable, and the Vikings have turned out to be a pretty good run defense. Uh, And Taysom Hill is stealing some of his scores, but the receiving usage for Kamara is so strong, you got to keep starting him. The Vikings have been tough against receiving running backs all year, including holding the Falcons runners to a combined two receiving yards last week. But in the last month, A.J. Dillon put up 41 receiving yards. CMC got 51 receiving yards. Those are decent numbers here. Alvin Kamara clocks in with a PPRC and a non-PPR, sorry, PPRB and a non-PPRC grade. Hmm. Let's go to the passing game and slash running game. Let's talk Taysom Hill because what he's doing right now, like unprecedented, mm-hmm. like history of NFL stuff, hmm. really wild. So in the last three weeks alone, We're talking about a guy who has thrown, caught, and rushed for touchdowns and multiple touchdowns at that. His current passer rating is 156. Mm, That's pretty good. That is pretty good. It's better than his starting quarterbacks. In the last three weeks, very involved in this offense. Opponents just can't seem to stop him. He's getting 11 touches per game. Mm -hmm. That is enough to make him startable here, particularly when you're talking tight ends with 11 touches. I'm interested. I think the Vikings are going to shadow him with their star rookie linebacker, Ivan Pace, who's allowing just five receiving yards per game in his coverage. Uh, but still, Taysom Hill on fire right now and can win battles a lot of different ways. Be great for him. Let's go to some other receivers like Chris Olave. He's got a strong individual matchup on either outside side against Minnesota cornerbacks to Caleb Evans, Byron Murphy. Over the last five weeks, those two have allowed a very healthy total of six receptions, 71 yards, and almost a full touchdown per game against them. Now, the problem for Alave has been scoring, despite having the eighth most targets, just two touchdowns on the year, and the Vikings have only allowed two wide receiver touchdowns in the last six weeks. And over those six games, no wide receivers topped 83 yards, so I can only get you to a C grade on Chris Olave. What about deep ball guy Rashid Shaheed? Mm. A favorite on this show. Mm-hmm. Me, Thor, I think Scott, I think mm-hmm. you're a Rashid Shaheed guy yep. as well uh, going into Ian. this season. Uh, we are, we're big fans. Leading the NFL with 19 yards per reception. Mm. Wow. It weirdly feels low after that game where he averaged over 50. Exactly. <laughs> uh, he's uh, probably the biggest boom or bust receiver this side of Gabe Davis. So which one are we going to get here? 
I think the matchup is pretty appealing. Mm. Vikings are increasingly using rookie cornerback Makai Blackman, and he's allowing the deepest A dot of any cornerback 19 yards. Mm. You will note earlier I mentioned Rashid Shahid's average catch. 19 yards. Well, at least he's going to go are, down. Those are the same number. Right that is the same number. So we're going to give Rashid Shahid a starting grade here with a C. Michael Thomas is on the bench. There's just no upside here. One touchdown on the year. No games with more than 68 yards. And you have all the downside of last week's zero catch game for Michael Thomas. I, you know, he's lost whatever little burst in separation he ever had. I'm not interested do, here. Do you feel Michael Thomas kind of a sabotage drop guy? I don't know if his value is high enough, is it? I think he would be still picked up in most leagues. Yeah, maybe. Just on name recognition alone. That's He would get picked up, but I I want somebody to pay. Yeah. I want somebody to pay for my sabotage drops. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that he would garner enough. Maybe. Uh, But I don't want him on my team, so there's that. Mm -hmm. All right. I think we've hit all the receivers here. Let's talk Derek Carr. Uh, He's played well lately. Multiple touchdowns and or 300 passing yards in four straight games. His receivers, I've given you mostly C grade, so I can't get any higher than a C grade for Derek Carr against a shockingly improved Viking defense over the past six Viking games, posing quarterbacks, averaging 0.8 touchdown passes and just 232 yards. All right, let's go to the Viking side. Uh, Let's start with Alexander Madison coming in with a C grade on really just volume. Cam Akers now done for the year. That frees up nine carries per game over the last three weeks. So Madison will get most of those, but not all of them. And we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Pre-Akers, before Akers was on the Vikings, Madison finished two with two games above 90 yards. And that's about the max you could hope for here. Over the last four weeks, the Saints have given up 102 rushing yards per game to running backs. I, so I could see Madison getting into that 80, 90 yard range if everything goes well. We're halfway through the season. Madison hasn't scored a rushing touchdown. And get this, averaging negative yards on carries from inside the 10-yard line, Alexander Madison. That's not good. That's not good. So what about Ty Chandler, you're asking? We'll talk much more deeply about him later in the show. But for the moment, just know that he's expected to get more usage. And we're kind of excited to see where it goes, but we're not going to start him yet. Let's go to the passing game for the Vikings. A grade for TJ Hawkinson. How about this? For Josh Dobbs. And now, this is assuming he plays. He suffered a pretty serious rib injury. It's a pain threshold thing. I think they're going to shoot him up and he'll play. Josh Dobbs <laughs> loves the tight end position. Get this. for the la- In his last two weeks, one of which was with the Vikings, not even a full game. Right. One, obviously, was with the Cardinals. 29 targets to tight ends. It's <laughs> a lot. Unbelievable for Josh Dobbs. Seems uh, like it's time to fire up Johnny Munt. It might be. (laughs) While with Arizona, Dobbs had the highest percentage of throws to tight ends of any quarterback in the league. Last week in less than the full game, he threw 13 passes uh, to tight ends. So, uh, TJ Hawkinson staying with the A grade he's had most of this season. Jordan Addison comes in with a C grade in this game. Tough matchups. Um, Without uh, Jefferson, he's going to see maybe a few more passes, but... The good news really ends there. He's going to see a lot of Marshawn Lattimore, and that is a brutal matchup over the last five weeks. Lattimore allowing three receptions for 35 yards per game. That's That's it. When Addison sees the number two cornerback on the outside, so if he flips sides or whatever, that's Paulson Adebo. He's great, too. He's He's the reigning NFC Defensive Player of the Week, and he's Pro Football Focus's highest-graded corner in coverage over the last five weeks. So there's no respite here for Jordan Addison in a very difficult spot. Mm. 
If K.J. Osborne doesn't go, you could throw a dart at Brandon Powell. Powell scored the game-winning touchdown last week, and it's because teams attack the Saints through the slot because those outside cornerbacks, as I mentioned, Adebo, Lattimore, so good that we've seen just in the last three weeks, Darnell Mooney, Josh Downs, and Christian Kirk all top 72 yards and get a lot of work in the slot. I mentioned that two weeks ago. The Saints are top five on the perimeter, bottom five in the slot. Yep. Uh, Brandon Powell would be the guy to get those uh, looks. So if you're looking for a dart throw, he would be the guy to go to. And that leaves us with Josh Dobbs. Dobby is <laughs> Very tough matchup for, uh, for Josh here. Saints allow the six fewest passing yards, barely 200 per game. But there are some glimmers of hope. The Saints have allowed passing touchdowns to every opponent starter, excepting the since-benched Ryan Tannehill and the off-to-bench Mac Jones. And two of the past three opposing quarterbacks have managed two touchdowns. What's more, last week, Tyson Bajan ran for 70 yards. Two weeks before that, Trevor Lawrence ran for 59 yards against the Saints. Mm. So we're going to go starting great on Josh Dobbs. I don't love the passing, but I think between some modest passing and some decent running, C grade. For Josh Dobbs. Did the Arizona Cardinals give Josh Dobbs clothes to give him his freedom? <laughs> I, I, Is that how it works? I, they didn't give him his jersey because, as you know, they didn't make a jersey for him other than his own. You couldn't, like, go to the team shop and yep. buy the quarterback's jersey. Yep. Yep. They, the they knew. Yeah, they did know, apparently. Dobby is free. Lions taking on you, the ch- chart, yes? You know what? Can I do Giants-Dallas? I think I think that'll make more sense here. Okay, sure. Feel free. Giants yeah. taking on uh, the Cowboys, Scott. Yeah, so on the Giants side, the passing game, I am not starting anyone in the passing game with Tommy DeVito going up against a top seven-ranked Cowboys defense. None sense. of the receivers, none of the tight ends with Darren Waller out. So let's talk about Saquon Barkley. He's averaging 27 and a half touches over four games since returning. 19 was his low day. Three-plus catches in all. 98 total yards was his low. It's a top six run D, though. Uh, running backs have scored in five of the last six. Similar volume running backs have had B or C level days. Barkley himself only had 15 touches for 63 yards in week one, but that was much less volume. I'm giving him the B grade on a lot of volume against a, a good Rundy. On the other side, Dak Prescott, Dak, Dak Prescott, I'm giving an A grade too. I originally had it as a B grade because he had a really bad game week one in the blowout, but he's been... They've been throwing way more sense, even in neutral game scripts. He's been QB1, QB3, QB2 over the last three weeks. And there's a lot of really good quarterbacks on by. A grade there. Basically an auto A for C.D. Lamb, who's averaging 10 catches for 155 yards on 13 targets over the last three. Uh, Jake, other receivers are on the bench. They, They basically need to score. Jake Ferguson, I'm giving a C grade to. He leads the NFL in targets inside the 10 and tied with Hawkinson for tight end targets inside the five. Uh, Breakout last week, dud against the Giants team in week one, but the Giants... Um, their schedule has been helped by a lot. Uh, they're they're so highly ranked because their schedule has been helped by a lot of really you know inferior uh, tight ends. Uh, five C level games or better out of the last seven for Jake Ferguson. So I'm gonna give him a C. Tony Pollard, oh, a, boy. also a C grade. Like now, Tony Pollard last year should be like he should, this should be an A grade for him here. I but know, I know. I he, feel like this is such a good buy low it, moment on it, Pollard. It really though. is. 
Pollard is 20th among running backs in explosive run rate, 35, 35th in yards after contact per attempt. They're just yeah. He's not explosive this year. He did score twice on this same Giants team in week one. Over the last five weeks, though, his best day running the ball is 53 yards. He needs a few catches to get you that C grade. It's a bottom seven run D, so I'm going to give him the C, but end, like 2022 Pollard would be an A. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, when uh, When we come back, Plenty more matchups to get to, including 49ers taking on Jacksonville. Debo Samuel coming back. Does he automatically go into your lineup? Find out when we return. Also, one more week to join a guillotine league. That's it. This is it. You've got one week for a fresh, brand new guillotine league. This is your final opportunity. Guillotineleagues.com. Still time to play out the rest of the season in a brand new guillotine league. We encourage you to go. Guillotineleagues.com. Stay tuned. More Fantasy Football Weekly coming up in moments. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchi and Scott Fish and Matt Harrison with you. Right back to the matchups, beginning with the 49ers taking on Jacksonville. 
And Matt, 49ers get back Debo Samuel into this passing offense. And I got to believe that will portend an uptick for Brock Purdy. Well, yeah, that's why he was my take a chance on me quarterback. And he get, gets a B grade. By the way, Christian McCaffrey, he's an A, but we're not going to discuss him. Let's get to nah. Debo. Um, he does return this week. He's been a full go at practice all week. Uh, I will give Samuel and Brandon Ayuk twin B grades in this one. Both move all over the field, but spend most of their time on the perimeter. Jacksonville's corner Tyson Campbell has missed the last few weeks with a hamstring injury. He's been limited in practice this week. It seems unlikely that he'll be ready. And in his spot, the Jags have trotted out Monteric Brown, who has been ruthlessly picked on by opposing (laughs) quarterbacks. He's seen eight, 10, and nine targets in his coverage over the past three weeks and allowed a touchdown in every game. So I like both of them as a B. I got Kittle as a B as well after three really good weeks in the last four. Kittle faces a Jags defense that's done a good job at shutting down top tight ends. Travis Kelsey did score against them, but only managed four catches for 26 yards. Dalton Schultz, Kyle Pitts, Dalton Kincaid were all held under 25 receiving yards, but with the full complement of weapons back, I think that George Kittle just is still sitting in a good spot, and you're not benching him in a week like this. Travis Etienne on the other side, he's averaging 23 opportunities per game this season. He's getting almost all the work. The Niners are... Couldn't have been more wrong about Travis. Yeah, Etienne that's true. Exactly Niners pretty good against the run, but they're still allowing about 98 combo yards per game, and he's got two-thirds of a chance of scoring a touchdown. So even what seems like a difficult matchup, I'm going to leave an A grade on Etienne. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has had only two touchdown passes in a game twice this year, yeah. and he's never had three in a game this year. He's only topped 300 yards once. There is hope, though, as Joe Burrow and Kirk Cousins were able to carve up the 49ers defense mm-hmm. for an average of 330 in the past two games. They also threw five touchdowns between the two of them. It's been really hard to run on the Niners team. Yeah. They're seeing 26 completions a game against them. That's sixth most in the league. So I'll give Lawrence a C grade here. Calvin Ridley gets a B. Christian Kirk, he gets a C. Ridley stays on the outside where recent top wide receivers have had some good success. Just in the past three weeks, Amari Cooper went for 108. Jordan Addison had 123 and two scores. Jamar Chase had 10 catches for 100 yards in a score last time. So that's why I like uh, Ridley a little bit better from the slot. Kirk lines up most often with Isaiah Oliver, who's been the weakest corner in the San Francisco secondary in his last game. He allowed all eight of the targets in his coverage to be completed for 71 yards and two touchdowns. Finally, Evan Engram, he saw 10 catches for 88 yards the last time we saw him, but he hasn't scored a touchdown yet, and the Niners haven't allowed a tight end score since week one. Still, there's hope as similarly good tight ends TJ Hawkinson at 86 yards and Zach Ertz got to 53, so I'll give Engram a C here. It would be a B if I felt a little bit better about his chance to score a touchdown. Browns take on the Ravens in a great defense versus great defense matchup, so there's not a lot to like here. Jerome Ford, uh, bench grade in in most leagues, startable only in PPR, where he's retained a little value as a receiver. Ford went back to being the bell cow for the Browns last week, um, but it didn't really amount to much. His recent ankle injury really seems to have sapped a lot of the electricity from Ford. He's averaging just 2.8 yards per carry since the injury. That is horrible. And Baltimore is allowing 80 rushing yards per game in their last three, and they're really good against the run. So there's just not much to like here for Ford. C grade only in PPR. Kareem Hunt, the other running back, uh, touchdowns have saved his fantasy value, but he's so inefficient. If he doesn't score, you are looking at a just stone-cold dud game. He's averaging 3.3 yards per carry and had just two and a half yards per carry against the Cardinals last week. Yuck. 
bench grade, Kareem Hunt. The only other starting grade I've got from the passing game is Amari Cooper, who comes in with a C. He's one of the league's biggest all-or-nothing receivers with three massive dud games. The rest have been pretty good. One of those three against these same Ravens in week four. We had one catch for 16 yards, and this is a better secondary now than it was then because of the return of cornerback Marlon Humphrey. Can only get him to a C grade. David Njoku expected to play through a knee injury. He has scored touchdowns in consecutive weeks, and the good news ends there. Baltimore has allowed the fourth-fewest fantasy points to tight ends, along with the third-fewest yards and only one touchdown to the tight end position this season, so it's all bad for David Njoku, who is on the bench. And Deshaun Watson isn't good, and this is a brutal matchup against the best pass coverage team in the NFL. Baltimore ranks first in touchdown passes allowed, sixth in passing yards, and second in PFF coverage grades. Do not start him. On the Baltimore side, Lamar Jackson's been killed by Gus Edwards' five touchdowns over the past two weeks. I don't think that happens here against a very good run defense. Jackson scored four total touchdowns when these teams met a month ago, a game in which he only passed 19 times, by the way. Browns ranked number one in passing yardage allowed at just 167 yards per game. That is nothing, including Clayton Toon putting up 58 passing yards last week, which is insane. I can only get you to a B grade on Lamar Jackson. I almost went C grade, but he did score those four touchdowns last time these teams met. Mark Andrews comes in with a B grade because he's been so reliable. Just one game, all, uh, one bad game all season. Three touchdowns the last three weeks. But again, brutal matchup. Browns have allowed the fewest points to tight ends this season. And only 19 receiving yards per game to tight ends. That is amazingly good. Only one tight end has eclipsed 32 yards against the Browns all year. But fortunately, it was Mark Andrews oh, yeah, I was in, the, gonna in say. the previous game. So he had 80 yards. So there's that. Be great, Mark Andrews. Uh, the only other starter I've got for you is Zay Flowers. Conse- consecutive epic dud games from Zay Flowers. But I am giving him the C grade. He still leads the team in snaps and routes. And even with the diminished productivity, Flowers posted 56 yards in the earlier matchup with the Browns. And before they shut down the Arizona passing game last week, Cleveland had allowed big fantasy games to six different receivers from their last two opponents, Indy and Seattle. I think Zay Flowers can still get you to like a 60-yard, 5-6 catch game. That's a C grade. All the running backs are on the bench. I know Gus Edwards has scored all these touchdowns, but Keaton Mitchell is, is now very much a part of this rotation. And infuriatingly, just stupid Justice Hill. Still getting the most volume out of all of them. <laughs> stupid. For no like reason. Justice Hill. So stupid justice is a great courtroom drama. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make that happen. Next year on CBS. Cleveland stupid has justice. only allowed one rushing touchdown, and they rank number one in ESPN's run stuff win rate. And you divide up that work three ways. We can't start any of them. Let's see if we can sneak in one more matchup. Scott. We can. All right, good. Let's bring it on. It is Titans taking on the Bucks. I got a feeling you're gonna. I already you gave you Will Levis is my yeah answer yeah you like you like the passing game apparently I I do too a little bit here I got an A grade on DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Twelve different receivers have topped a hundred yards and or scored against the Bucks this year. It's a good spot for that, including three just last week. Uh, five times a lead wide receiver has topped a hundred yards in the, in the eight games they played. Seventeen targets from Levis in wow. two weeks yeah, for DeAndre great. Hopkins. Four Why for not? Six. If I'm Levis too, I'm like, where's DeAndre yeah, Hopkins? Where do you I'm throw it? it to him? Right there now with Traylon Burks uh, out, likely out here. Uh, uh, ruled out. Yeah, ruled out here. Uh, 
I I actually like Kyle Phillips this week. He had a nice six for 66 day. He's mainly the slot guy, 77% slot snaps last week. He had a great matchup last week. Gets another one here. Uh, Westbrook Akine stays on the perimeter with Burks out. Phillips inside. Um, Bucks are bottom three against the slot, and their defense is really banged up. Mm-hmm. Miss, they're likely missing Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis, so they're going to have a lot of backups out there. I like Kyle Phillips with a C grade. Derrick Henry, I got a B grade on. The Bucks are the second toughest run D, allowing four backs to achieve double-digit PPR points. But the, the backs that uh, have, have gotten the good work are the two closest comps to Henry's workout with workload, which is like 17 touches for 138 from Swift. Tyler Algier had 24 touches for 112 yards. That's 17 to 22 mm-hmm. range where, where Henry lives. Those are the ones that have tagged uh, the Bucks. His near 20 game, 20 touch per game average would get you the volume, volume C, but his his efficiency is good. 4.4 yards per carry, 9.2 yards per uh, reception. Uh, decent. It's an okay spot for him. It's a tough D, but he'll get the volume. Tajay Spears, I have on the bench. Yeah. I don't think there's enough room for both of them. No. Not against this D. On the other side, Baker Mayfield was my take a chance on me player, so naturally I like their receivers a little bit too. Mike Evans, despite a few more targets uh, for Evans than Godwin, uh, Godwin's had a few more better days recently. Those can be traced a little more to tough cornerback matchups like Marshawn Lattimore, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and Godwin doesn't find the end zone ever. No, no. Christian well, Fulton is who never. Evans will get. Uh, Evans gets, and I was kind of going to go there, mm-hmm. Evans gets 40% of the team's end zone targets. I mean, yeah, yeah it's just unreal that (laughs) and uh one of the better a dots of his career because mayfield's chucking it for Mm -hmm. over 14 yards um 37 of the team's air yards b grade on evans c grade on godwin uh despite out targeting evans it's not been a monumental difference but he gets the better matchup against trey avery who allows a 118 passer rating against replacing sean murphy bunting who's going to be out with the thumb probably um I have Kate Otten on the bench. I know two touchdowns last week, great spot, but the Titans are eighth fewest yards, fifth fewest receptions to tight ends. Only one, or no, they're the only team yet to give up a tight end touchdown. Yeah. So Rashad White, C grade on Rashad White. He's averaging over 18 touches per game, four plus of them being catches. That's a volume C right there. Wildly He's just better not, lately. Yes, too. he has been better lately. I could have been talked into a B because just over the last three, he's been averaging 20 touches, six catches, mm-hmm. and 109 yards, yeah. which is quite a bit. His yardage has actually went 99, 109, 119, so oh, 129 yeah, incoming, right? That's that's how the math maths, right? Um, it, it's an easy spot to seventh rank or it's not an easy spot seventh ranked titans against running backs harrison warren did well last week combined uh but they've had a lot of stuff a lot of good days recently against running backs i only gave him the c you could talk me into a b though i guess i'm not gonna it's, try it, to talk i don't no. care that much but it, it's it's it, like a b minus c plus range no it's what, it's more like just a b okay it's as far a b. as i'm concerned all right let's give him b all right, all right. In, our, in our final moments here yeah what do you think of in in dynasty or empire leagues what do you think of buying low on Bryce Young? I mean, it's pennies on the dollar time right now, right? You've got a Bryce Young owner's like, oh, geez. Yeah. Particularly in I Super am Flex. that Bryce Young owner. Yeah. Right I mean, you know, what would you trade Bryce Young? If I offered you an early he, second rounder next year, would you take it? it? It depends on the owner because he is having to run around a ton. Like, you can see that it's a rough offense for him. It's a rough spot for him. Like, I've... I've you invested high draft capital. I think if I'm Bryce Young owner, I I hold. I'm gonna hold. I, All right. I mean, probably I 
Probably late first, but probably not early second. When we come back, three tough questions. See if you can go 3-0 and with our panel of experts as I pepper them with three very, well, tough questions. Some would call them difficult. We'll just go tough questions. Also, guillotineleagues.com. One more week of creating brand new guillotine leagues. You'll want to get in on the action at guillotineleagues.com. Hour number two, coming up. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Number two, Fantasy Football Weekly. This is a game we call Three Tough Questions. See if you can play along. Well, you can play along, but see if you can go 3-0. Tough question number one. With David Montgomery returning, for the rest of the season, will he be an RB1, an RB2, flex, or bench player? 
We begin with Scott Fish. Okay. Uh, I think he resumes his role for the most part. Uh, he'll see game scraps, game, game scripts, not scraps, not your dog, game scripts. Game scraps? Uh, also, if anybody needs a dog, I've got one named Scraps that yes. you can have. Uh, he'll be Free. good for his role. Gibbs may have earned some more work in past game work with I what we saw. Um, but we've seen this about a billion times in fantasy football the last 30 years where the starter goes down for a couple weeks, the replacement comes in and is awesome and then they go right back to right back to the lead back but i do think gibbs has earned more work i was actually watching austin eckler talking about the film on these two the other day mm. talking about a, a ton of little veteran things that david montgomery does that oh. gibbs still needs to learn and yeah. it made me realize why the lions were depending on montgomery so much early it gave me some respect for that um so i think monty goes back to the rb1 role um and he was you know RB5 through 14 most weeks anyway. I think he goes back to a low-end RB1. All right. RB1 is your answer. Yeah, Matt, David Montgomery, rest of season. Is he an RB1, RB2, flex, or bench? Yeah, Scott nailed it, but uh, I'll add a few things. Montgomery has eight carries from inside the five this year. Gibbs has only one, which came in week three. So I think at best he gets his old role back and, and is able to you know take the – inside the five carries in the three games, by the way, that Montgomery and Gibbs both played Monty led the snaps 134 to 78 and the rushing attempts 69 to 22. Uh, the schedule coming up has a few favorable matchups, the chargers, the bears twice, the Packers and Denver are all in there. So I think he's at the very low end. He's an RB two, but he has RB one upside. So I'll go with RB one. Uh, you guys hit all my talking points. The okay. correct answer is RB1. The okay. only the only item I have on my list here is, of course, this is the Lions offense that put Jamal Williams on 17 touchdowns last year. Mm-hmm. On a per-game average, David Montgomery's ahead of that yeah. pace. Yeah. He is Jamal Williams from last year. But better. But yeah. better, yeah. Uh, weird, by the way, Jamal Williams. Invisible this yeah. season. Healthy mm. or not. Although... Um, maybe actually invisibility would be a really good trait for a running back. <laughs> that Incredible. Much, much Incredible. harder to tackle. Tough question. Number two. Yes. Yeah. Would that be your superhero trade? If you could have one. Yeah, probably. That's a pretty I good one. Know. That's a pretty good one. Yes. Time travel would be super yes. helpful. Oh, yeah. Very, yes. very oh, convenient. Yes. And you're in a sticky uh, honest, Honestly, teleportation. So I could just that, like go get oh, food anywhere. and then come back. Oh, God. Just... Wouldn't that be great? Speaking yeah. of time yeah. travel, I, I heard this You'd be the world's thing. greatest uh, Uber. Uh, or, uh, Bank robber. <laughs> a lot of things. Did you know that Back to the Future and the Goonies took place on the same day? What? In the, in the same world. In, like in the universe? October 26, yeah. 1985. No. I did not Same day. Wow. That's super cool. Tough yeah. question number two. For the rest of the season, will new Vikings quarterback Josh Dobbs be a top five, top 10, top 15, or worse fantasy quarterback? Matt, we begin with you. Uh, right now, Dobbs is currently the number nine QB in standard leagues, and eight of his games were in a bad offense in Arizona. He's definitely in a better offense now with a better line, better receivers, better tight ends. And dare I say a coach that might be one of the top five offensive minds in the league after just explaining the plays to him in his ear, (laughs) like in the fourth quarter of the game. Uh, By the way, he's got the second most rushing yards amongst quarterbacks behind only Lamar Jackson. He's got the fourth most rushing touchdowns. Those numbers will help keep him among the top 10. I think he's top 10 the rest of the way. And by the way, Cousins currently in the top 10. He's certainly going to drop out of there. So there's room. <laughs> yep. There's another spot open. So I literally had that same point in mind. I, I, I think Josh Johnson, he, he's got one extra spot. 
It's easy. Uh, top 10. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Scott Fish, for the rest of the season, will new Vikings quarterback Josh Dobbs be a top five? Top 10, top 15, or worse fantasy quarterback. Yeah, so I put I put top 10. I feel it's a little bit bold, but along with Cousins, Sam Howell's not going to keep uh, dropping back 150 times a game either. He's, I, he I is feel... on pace to set the all-time <laughs> attempts record. Yeah, yeah I know. I feel, I feel like he's going to – well, maybe not with that defense. Even They might have to now. Yeah. Uh, also, he might – literally die on the field Dobbs was QB 12 in weeks one through eight with the Cardinals with less weapons Wait, he just said QB eight a minute ago oh, I, had, two, I had QB 12 I, I had nine you might nine. have you might have had points uh I might have had points per game and you might have had could be okay but anyway um by defensive DVOA, his schedule in the first half with the Cardinals was tougher in fact they played three top uh three top defenses top 10 defenses 49ers Cowboys and Bengals it's easier with the Vikings mm-hmm. in the second half with better weapons mm-hmm. I feel like he's going to get up there top 10 correct answer is top 10 quarterback uh you guys already hit many of my points I'll only add a couple of things around this you said you talked about Kevin O'Connell his whole offense is built around magnifying the quarterback position the Vikings throw 39 passes per game second most and there would have been more. They're, they're 39. Washington's 39.2. So they're that close to throwing the most. And almost universally, I think the people who think Josh Dobbs sucks are the ones who, very understandably, did not watch Cardinals football. Yeah. If you were watching any Cardinals football, oh, yeah. I, so I like actually, the one good guy on the field was, was Josh Dobbs. I, I have a Cardinals friend who d- texted me. I'm glad to have him on. Or not a Cardinals fan. It was a Rams fan. Was it Rams fan? One of my friends texted, oh, for an Irish fan, my friend Wyatt from uh, Livermore, California. He texted me. He's like, I'm glad to have him out of the division. Yeah, because the dude's a gamer. That's what it was. That's why. Yeah. yeah. Uh, top 10 for Josh Dobbs. I don't think people realize that. Uh, but, uh, sneaky dynasty question. Where do you, what do you do with Josh Dobbs? I've got Josh Dobbs in our dynasty yeah. league. I got all these people that have offered me second round picks. Yeah. I'm like, no. I'm not doing that. Could, could he could he be a starter for the Vikings next, next year? year? Could yeah. he be a starter for and another lots team of teams in the next year? Yes, I, I, absolutely. Yeah. We also could be looking at a Case Keenum type year. Yeah, you never be, know. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. You don't know, but it's not worth a second. But I want that year this year. To, I like right. it. Yeah. Yeah. Tough question number three. Are you buying low on Bijan Robinson from a frustrated fantasy owner, or are you just glad he's not your problem? Scott Fish. If the owner's frustrated and will give me a deal, sure. But after watching that more more recent Arthur Smith presser, like about Bijan's goal line usage, I 100% believe it's intentional and that he loves Algier, and this is probably going to continue until he's fired. Aren't uh, you in a league with Tyler Algier? I have been for the last year. I, I'm not this year. I was last year, so I don't have any inside info. And Darren Waller did not accept my uh, trade offer of oh, Darren Waller for TJ Hawkinson. So yeah. that's, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, he knew. It was before he went on IR, too, and he did not accept. Um, Arthur Smith has only beaten one team with more than one game over 500, a uh, bunch of three and five wins. He plays zero teams above 500 for the rest of the season, so he might get some more wins in here, keep his job, and keep doing the same thing. I'm hesitant to buy. It has to be pretty low on Bijan. I, I love his talent. I just don't trust Arthur Smith. So this is a yes or a no? You're a no is what Th- I This is think no. I this saying. is no. no. I, I okay, think the so price is going to be too hard. Bijan has too much Are value. you buying low on Bijan Robinson from a frustrated fantasy owner, or are you just glad he's not your problem? In total rushing attempts, Bijan currently ranks number 22 in the league behind Jerome Ford, James Cook, Gus Edwards, Brian Robinson, Rashad White, Alexander Madison, Zach Moss, and oh, 13 carries ahead of him, Tyler Algier. 
It's worth noting that he's third in the league in targets amongst running backs, but the quarterback play has been so bad that he's 13th in receiving yards. They're just not scheming him into good positions. However, the fantasy playoff lineup for the Falcons is so juicy Mm -hmm. that you have to try to acquire him on the cheap right now just in case. They face Carolina, the third-worst run defense in the league, Indianapolis, the fourth-worst run defense in the league, and Chicago, the sixth-worst run defense in the league in your fantasy playoffs weeks 15 through 17. Bijan or Algier, both of these guys could be powering you to fantasy titles. I'd try to acquire both on the cheap right now. Falcons have the second easiest strength of schedule Mm -hmm. remaining the rest of the way. Uh, Almost always, given enough time, exceptional talent rises to the surface. And even someone as dense and entitled as Arthur Smith (laughs) must realize that his coaching career circling the drain. The court of public opinion is certainly set against him. But so is data, metrics, analytics. Yep. <laughs> you know, he's got to know it. Team owner, owner Arthur Blank certainly knows it. And if you think these things don't matter when it's big enough, you're wrong. I mean, they, ownership knows yeah. when an entire – everybody, every voice yeah. is pointing at a player or a coach. They know it. Just look at the Raiders. If only outright, as a mm. great example, mm. If how about the team breaking out cigars – after Josh McDaniels <laughs> yeah. gets fired. Oh, man. If only out of desperation, Arthur Smith will put Bijan Robinson in better positions to succeed. And I'm buying low. Man. I don't know if I trust the Arthur Smith side of that. I, I trust the schedule side. I don't know that I trust the Arthur Smith side. Speaking of the Falcons, mm-hmm. Matt. Falcons taking on the Cardinals. It's a perfect transition. Yes. Even if ones that was not necessarily intended. Let's So let's start with Bijan Robinson. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned Algiers might take a chance on me running back, and I gave him a B grade, and for very similar reasons, giving Bijan Robinson also a B grade in this one. The matchup's great, and they're kind of splitting work right now, so B grades for both of them. Uh, Drake London looks like he's set to return this week after missing week nine with a Gron injury. Uh, mm. He's uh, going to get an A grade from me this week. Uh, in the last seven weeks, the Cardinals have allowed at least one wide receiver to hit 15 PPR points in six of those seven games. Most of that is due to Marco Wilson, who plays cornerback he's like so he's bad. playing Marco Polo. <laughs> he closes his eyes, eyes. Then he yeah. says Marco to the receiver in front of him. <laughs> but by the time they say Polo, they're 20 yards downfield. Uh, it's been good to see Kyle Pitts somewhat relevant lately, but he still hasn't topped four receptions in the last four weeks, and he's only topped 50 yards twice on the season and only scored once. That's because Janu Smith is just absolutely running wild. Janu Janu charges love. Oh, baby. Uh, you think I'm not loving it? Yeah, I had a long screen pass touchdown last week against the Vikings, and he's got more receptions, yards, and touchdowns than Pitts this year. The Cardinals have been oddly good against the tight end this year because they were one of the worst in the league for years against mm-hmm. them. Uh, they're top 10 in receptions, yards, and touchdowns allowed to the tight end position. I'll give Janu a C grade, and I'll keep Kyle Pitts on the bench. Oh, you know who that hill, who you're killing right now, Brian Johnson. Yeah, I mean, he, I don't think Pitts has been 100 percent healthy all year too. Yeah, maybe. There's, always, he an, there's always an excuse. There is always an excuse. Always for an Kyle excuse Pitts. for Kyle Pitts. Maybe the excuse is Taylor Heineke. He's staying put as the Falcons starter at least for this week. He certainly looked okay last week against the Vikings, going for 268 yards and a score. Had just a little bit more swagger than Desmond Ritter did on the field, too. Uh, faces a Cardinals defense that has bottom 10 in pass yards, passing scores allowed this year. Uh, with a bunch of quarterbacks on by, Heineke's startable in a super flex league with a C grade. 
James Conner, he's back. I think. Yeah, yeah probably. Looks like like maybe. I uh, need him to be. Currently, he's still listed on IR on your fantasy app. But mm-hmm. on Friday, Cardinals coach Jonathan Gannon says he's trending the right direction for playing this Sunday. And what's even more, they released Tony Jones, who yeah, was the backup running back on Thursday. And Amari DiMarcato looks like he won't play either. So that means Connor's going to suit up and retain his bell cow role. In the four games Connor started and finished, he had at least 12 PPR points in three of the four. Atlanta looks tough on paper, but they're feasting on some early season success. Two weeks ago, the Titans backs combined for 156 combo yards. And last week, the middling duo of Alexander Madison and Cam Akers managed 131 combo yards in a mm. score. So it's a B grade for James Conner in his return. Kyler Murray also making his season debut for the Cardinals. Uh, he, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, Call of Duty Modern Warfare came out on Friday. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, yeah, that's I, I, we can't that's just true. assume Kyler Murray is going to be available to play in this game. Well, they, <laughs> they named him the starters. So. <laughs> uh, in the past four games, Josh Dobbs, Will Levis, Baker Mayfield, and Sam Howell have all managed relatively fan- good fantasy days against the Falcons defense. I don't think Murray will have the free reign to run after coming off an ACL, but uh, no. if he does, Atlanta allowed 66 yards and a score to Dobbs last week and have allowed the sixth most rushing yards to opposing quarterbacks. He's not running. He's first probably game back not. Uh, so, and, and with Call of Duty coming out, I'm just going to no. give him a C grade. He's got to knock off some rust and get his thumbs right from, from all the video <laughs> game playing. Uh, but the last time we saw Marquise Brown and Kyler Murray together and without DeAndre Hopkins, who's not on the team anymore, That was week six of last season. In the six games last year with that duo and without Hopkins, Brown averaged 11 targets, seven receptions, 81 yards, and scored in half of his games. This year he's had seven or more targets in seven of nine games, and I think his usage is about to go up. The Falcons are two weeks removed from allowing the aforementioned DeAndre Hopkins to go off for four catches, 128 yards, and three scores against them. So Hollywood gets a B here. And Trey McBride took over the Zach Ertz role. And since we're talking about Kyler without Hopkins, it was worth noting that Ertz had 10 or more targets in four of the first six games with Kyler last year. So McBride had a bad week with Clayton Toon at quarterback last week, but that's not surprising. The week prior to that, 14 targets, 10 catches, 95 yards, and a score. I'll give McBride a B grade as well. All five tight ends that have seen at least seven targets against the Falcons have had double-digit PPR points this year. You're way more optimistic on Kyler Murray's first game back than I am, but uh, maybe I'm just I, I'm just not a big fan and don't trust him as just a pure passer. He's and I don't like the Clayton rust and tune. everything else. Uh, yeah, well, that goes without saying. We're gonna, 58 yards. We're going to tune out of that one. I think we're, we'll do that. We'll tune in to Commanders taking on the Seahawks when we come back. Sam Howell, are you ready to go back to the wolf? Find out when we come back. Fantasy Football Weekly. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Jarchi and Scott Fish. Matt Harrison with you. Commanders take on the Seahawks. I'm going to start with the running game here. Washington dead last in rushing attempts, which really hamstrings the upside for Robinson. He's barely fantasy viable with his touchdowns. He's got three in the last four games. Fortunately, Seattle getting rocked on the ground right now. They're allowing 138 yards and 230 yards to running backs in the last two weeks, respectively, and four touchdowns over those two games. So we're going to start Brian Robinson with an unusual level of confidence here and a B grade for Brian Robinson. Yeah. Uh, Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin. Howell has unlocked the most consistent play we've ever seen from Terry McLaurin. He runs from the outside where it's a mixed bag against very good cornerback, Trey Brown and slumping cornerback Tariq Woolen over the past five weeks. Woolen has given up three scores and a passer rating of 102. No wide receivers topped 89 yards against Seattle since week three. So McLaurin's upside tapped out at a B grade. Logan Thomas, few big plays here and there, but surviving really on volume with six or more targets in four of the past five weeks. Seattle's a middle-of-the-pack tight end defense. They've only allowed one tight end score. If you like, we've gotten out of Logan Thomas in the past. You know, you're getting like five catches, 40, 50 yards. That's what you're going to get here. C grade on Logan Thomas. The other receivers, Curtis Samuel, Jamison Crowder, Jahan Dotson. I'm putting all on the, on, on the bench. Dotson has been better lately, but not getting enough usage. And Curtis Samuel coming back further mixes things up. All three of these receivers run from the slot a lot where they're going to face defensive rookie of the year candidate Devon Witherspoon, who's been amazing. 
since a very rough opening game in week one, Witherspoon is, give, is giving up guys, get this, one catch for 15 scoreless yards per game in his coverage. Yep. It took him a game to figure out the NFL. Yes, that's it, one yep. game, and now he's got now it on lockdown. Yep. Uh, Devin Witherspoon is your, your leading candidate for defensive rookie of the year. So where does that leave us with Sam Howell? The kid's playing really well. He's on pace to set the all-time pass attempt record. I'm sure that was Scraps. It is. It is. Scraps has got a better howl than that. That thing's awful. Over the past five games, Howell averaging 302 yards and two touchdown passes per game. Seattle secondary on fire right now, allowing just 206 yards over the last three games. But that was against Josh Dobbs, P.J. Walker, Lamar Jackson in a blowout in which he didn't throw. So, yeah, I still think Howell's pretty safe. And I've got a C grade on him. On the Seattle side, Kenneth Walker's really tough to figure out. He's the last couple of weeks, he hasn't gotten a lot of usage, but he's also faced the Ravens and the Browns, and he's been recovering from a calf injury. But I think it all turns around here. Commanders is a they're a bad run defense. Their defensive line is in major flux after losing Montez Sweat and Chase Young. And last week, their first game without Sweat and Young, they gave up seven yards per carry. Now, ten, sorry, 10 yards per carry to the struggling Ramondre Stevenson. And as I mentioned earlier, Zach Charbonnet might take a chance on me, runner. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, I've got a B grade on Walker, C grade on Zach Charbonnet in this matchup. Let's go to the passing game, beginning with Geno Smith, who has looked, frankly, pretty bad. Some people think he's going to get benched in deep, uh, like mm. two quarterback leagues. Drew Locke might be somebody to pick up here, but not this week. This is his most favorable matchup of the season. Commanders have allowed the most passing touchdowns, the sixth most passing yards, and the loss of Young and Sweat has, means 10 fewer pressures per game. And in their first game without those two, Washington registered no sacks and one quarterback hit in the game. So it right now, if Geno Smith doesn't get it done here, you can drop him outright. Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, both very startable here. Over the past five weeks, Washington is allowing the most yards and touchdowns per game to opposing wide receivers. Washington allowing the third most air yards per game and the third highest A dot. DK Metcalf has a 70-pound advantage over cornerback Emmanuel Forbes. Are you calling him fat? No, I, okay. I, you can't call him fat. <laughs> Anything but fat, but a dominant, potentially dominating performance. And Jackson Smith and Jigba was my take a chance on me wide receiver. Let's go to the Colts taking on the Patriots in Germany. And for oh. that, we go to our Germany correspondent. Wait. D- yes? We're going to the Germany correspondent? Yes, we are going to our uh, Germany I'll go, I'll go grab him. Uh, what? Char- charge while Matt goes to grab him. Yeah. This is this is completely unfair. Was Matt is lazy. Yeah. Because I do. I'm doing five matchups this week. Yeah. I get it. Give the people what they want. Right. 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 You get four. You're the host. Matt's only doing three because he's shoving one off uh, on Dieter. Dieter von Dieter, welcome back to the show. Dieter von Furzengoten. Ich komme aus Frankfurt. Das neue Großbritannien Patriotinen Spiel mit Indianapolis Fallen. Wann I, hast du Geburtstag? I think wow. he just was talking about how Indianapolis yeah. is playing the Patriots said the in, new, Fra- in Frankfurt. Yeah, the new British Patriots are playing the Indianapolis Young Horses, is what he said. <laughs> All right. Gardner Minshew hat meinen Lieblingsschnurrbart in Deutschland. Das ist Geschmackssache. Darf ich meine Bleistift spitzen? 
Wow. He just said, Dieter said that uh, Gardner Minshew has the best mustache in Germany since <laughs> Von Kaiser from Punch Out. He also said the Pats have allowed 300 yards That's or multiple scores. Uh, we, we do like our 30 plus year old references. Yeah, we do around here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Pats have allowed 300 plus yards or multiple scores to each of the last three quarterbacks they've faced. Minshew has multiple scores in two of his last three, so B grade there. He'd also asked if he could sharpen his pencil. Yakanow! <laughs> Michael Grubemann und Josh Tiefen hat mir sehr gern. Alec Durkborin ist mein Kumpel Yakanow. Jak Jonsen, Kilometer Bryant sind so schrecklich und spielen mit Gummipuppen. <laughs> He said uh, Pittman gets an A. Josh Downs hasn't practiced. Uh, knee injury questionable. Might not go if he doesn't. Alec Pierce will get the C grade. Patriots are bottom eight in receptions, yards, and touchdowns allowed to wide receiver receivers. He also said that Jack Jones and Miles Bryant are terrible corners and play <laughs> and play with rubber dolls, I think he said. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was something, a reference to pooping in there, so I don't know if it's rubber dolls, but... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hans Schneider und Zach Moose laufen sehr gut. Hans mag ihn mehr. Dynamuti tricked gross and hosen. Yeah, that those those eight seconds he said all of this. He gave <laughs> he gave he gave Jonathan Taylor an A grade and Zach Moss a C. Taylor has basically taken over the backfield, but Moss still gets work. And the Patriots' defense is so bad that there's plenty to go around. The Patriots are bottom eleven in touches, combo yards, and combo touchdowns to opposing running backs. Wow. He also said charges <laughs> charges mother wears gigantic pants. Um, Yaka now. Kind of a fact. There you go. <laughs> Ramondre Stevenson ist ein deutscher Name und Ezekiel Elliott ist pummeling und springt in der Kessel. Das uh, Fallen sind so schrecklich nachlaufen uh, und kein Schwein für da. Wow. He says Stevenson and Elliott and Zeke are both startable with a C grade. Uh, and something about jumping into a chubby kettle. <laughs> I, it must have been Zeke-related. Uh, both splitting carries, but the Young Horses defense, that's the Colts defense, I mm, think, yeah. is very bad. Uh, bottom six in touches, combo yards, and touchdowns allowed to running backs. He also said something about a pig because I heard Schwein in there. That means pig, but yeah. not sure. Mac Jones is a Schwein. Oh, Mac, oh, Mac Jones. Mac Jones is, is. There it is. Mac okay. Jones is a pig. Uh, and you shouldn't start him because he's only topped 235 yards <laughs> once in the last eight games. We're somehow in that four-word sentence. Fang nicht ein Empfanger, es sei denn. Es ist Jager Henry. Yeah, don't start any receivers unless it's Hunter Henry, who is Matt's Take a Chance on Me player. Auf Wiedersehen. Tschüss. Wir sehen uns nächstes Jahr. Schnell, schnell, Dieter. Adios. Adios. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second here. What grade well does done, Dieter von Furchin Goat. A Moritz Boehringer? Do, do we get <laughs> yeah, a grade on him? <laughs> yeah, what about Moritz Boehringer? Oh, I'm back. Uh, I, oh, Dieter's I, gone? Yeah, okay. he left. So. Oh, okay, no Moritz. Thank you, Dieter. That was that was very well <laughs> done. I think he likes Max Kepler a lot, too. Mm. Uh, Detroit takes on yeah. the L.A. Chargers. Scott, I like basically everybody I do on Detroit. Too. In this I game. do, too. I don't even know how much to talk about it here, but Jared Goff gets an A. Chargers, 30 easiest. They're allowing 313 yards and 1.5 touchdowns per game to quarterbacks. The only quarterbacks that didn't get multiple touchdowns against the Chargers, 
Bajent Orange, Aiden O'Connell, yeah. AOC, and Zach Wilson. I like wow. that. Jared Goff's way better than catching them. on. Yeah, or Secret Bajent Man. I oh like yeah, as well. that's good too. Hey, yeah. by the way, Scott, yeah. I didn't know you knew German. I, I, I do uh, passively. Okay. Pa- I'm, I'm passable <laughs> in German. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Amon Rice say Brown. I'm also giving an A. Auto A really double digit target earner against a bottom 10 pasty you're benching all the other receivers uh none of them are posting more than three receptions and now you got donovan people's jones entering the mix it's just mm-hmm. a giant split i'm not even if you want to take a chance on one in the highest over under game of the week i'm not even sure who it should be out of those four honestly wow. Wow. like josh reynolds gets more end zone targets but that's kind of slowed recently so can and- you even give a like if a fantasy fonzie I suppose I could. I mean, he's been worthy of that for like yeah. weeks on end. Uh, Sam Laporta is getting an automatic A really here as as well. Like the mm-hmm. the the te- the bat the tight ends that get the similar target share to Laporta. Kelsey had twelve for one seventy nine. Komet ten for seventy nine. Conklin six for sixty six. Wow. Hawkinson eight for seventy eight. All great days for Laporta level volume. Yeah. Uh, David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. We talked about a bit earlier. I got the B grade on Montgomery and the C grade on Gibbs. It's a bottom twelve defense against running backs but a huge part of that is in the pass game and that's where i think gibbs can get his only two backs have uh topped 80 rushing yards but montgomery gets the goal line work he gets some pass game works he gets more volume so i got the b there i got the c on gibbs over on the other side justin herbert i got an a grade on here um despite being qb3 in fantasy points per game uh it's been a little bit matchup dependent he was held down by the jets last week he's been held down a couple times recently blew up against the bears but he's dropping back 41 times per game Mm. he gets a middle of the pack lions defense against the quarterbacks anyway um but they held down mayfield jimmy g recently but others and i would put herbert in the others category have averaged 280 yards and 2.6 scores so so it's it's an okay spot for Herbert. Keenan Allen should really be an auto A at this level. His worst game of this season is a C level game, but he's averaging nearly eight catches on eleven targets, just lots of volume. It's a top ten pass day, but they allow a touchdown to a wide receiver weekly. It's going to be Allen. I do have a, a C grade on Quentin Johnson. I just think it's going to be a really high scoring shootout. Um, Dud last week, but he was facing Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. The week before, he went 5 for 50, and Palmer played in that one. Palmer's not going to play in this one, so there's going to be a little more opportunity. The wide receiver, two against the Lions the last four weeks, 49 yards, 49 yards, 48 yards, 55 yards. Feels like you're looking at four to five catches, 50, 60 yards here. Uh, I have the tight ends on the bench. Everett could be interesting, but I have them on the bench. Lions have uh, allowed three touchdowns the last two weeks. Maybe one can get a touchdown if you're really desperate. Austin Eckler, I actually have a B grade on. Uh, it's a tough spot uh, against the Lions run D near the top. Uh, only one back all year is top 15 carries, none over 65 yards. Outside of a Gus Edwards 80-yard reception, uh, the most yards in the pass game allowed is 31. Ackler, uh, since he came back, hasn't topped 50 yards. He's averaging 37 yards, 2.6 yards per carry. His pass game works under underwhelming. But if the running's not working, the pass works. If the passing's not working, he scores. So one of the facets gets you to the B. When we come back, Premature speculation. We will give you three players to pick up that you'll want to pick up this week that everybody else will be trying to pick up next week. Final segment, Fantasy Football Weekly.
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome back. Final segment, Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchian, Scott Fish, and Matt Harrison with you. You can follow us on Twitter. I am at Paul Charchian. I'll have to figure out how to spell it. Scott Fish is at ScottFish24. Matt Harrison is at Explosive Output. This is a segment we like to call Premature Speculation, where we give you three players that are generally available, players you'll want to pick up now that other people are going to be trying to pick up down the road, and you've already got them. Yeah. We begin with Scott Fish. I'm going to go with Leonard Fournette. It feels a little bit gross, uh, but Latavius Murray feels a lot of it gross. Has, has played the goal line role for the Bills, and he's not doing well. He's converted two of just nine attempts. Recently, they've gone to just letting Allen run it in because Murray isn't working. Harris is out. Fournette is actually good in the pass game as well. It may be nothing, but he may also take the goal line work mm-hmm. and a pass game work, and you might have a decent, usable flex play back. I like it. Matt, your take a chance on me, player. 
Maybe not we, take a chance. Your premature yeah. speculation player. Uh, maybe we should stop trying to make fetch a thing. Yeah, that's from, fetch. Yeah, that's from Mean Girls. You ever seen Mean Girls? Yeah, a long time ago. Oh my gosh, what a great movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and disturbing, uh, actually, a little bit. A little bit. I yeah. Felt, yeah, I felt bad for the girl who got picked on by the Mean Girls. The Lindsay Lohan character. You can feel guilt. You can feel bad for Lindsay Lohan. She, it's, you're she, allowed to she, do that. She got her revenge. There's a new Mean Girls. Movie yeah, they, out there too. is. Uh, they they had mean a Mean Girls too. They had a musical as well. Really? A Mean Girls musical. Mm-hmm. I saw it and it was fantastic. Huh. It was very fun. Uh, but we we all we all want to make the next Cardinals wide receiver a thing. So let's just do Rondale Moore. How about that? Uh, and <laughs> and we'll talk about the last five games of Kyler and Rondale together. He averaged 7.6 targets, 5.8 catches, and 62 yards per game. Now, if you also consider that we don't think Kyler's going to be running as much and Rondale's kind of been the average depth of target short game guy, yeah. they might just chuck the ball to him on screens all the time to keep the ball out of Kyler's hands. He might be looking at a big uptick in usage close to the line, and uh, they're going to try to get him moving. Uh, last week I gave Michael Wilson. I still prefer Michael Wilson. Yeah. Uh, and I, I do think he's a great like buy low candidate in dynasty leagues, especially. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be, could have a really nice end of season this year and, but much more so next year. I'm, I'm still very enthused for him. I just miss Greg Dortch. Do you? Yeah. Greg yeah. Dortch. The days Mostly because I like to say Dortch. Dortch. Ty Chandler, you'll remember this offseason, I urged you to put, like, your last-round pick on Ty Chandler. Mm, yeah. Now, my, the idea at the time was... was kind of like how you urged us to draft Tank Bigsby? Oh, yeah! <laughs> Where Tank's been nothing! Oh, uh, yeah! The idea was Alexander Madison is likely to struggle, and eventually the Vikings are going to have to find an alternative. Now, what I couldn't have known then was that they would trade for Cam Akers, so that delayed the timetable mm-hmm. on Ty Chandler. But fast forward to now, and Kevin O'Connell acknowledges that Ty Chandler's going to be much more involved in this offense, which it wouldn't take much because he's had like five touches this year. Mm-hmm. Now, if Chandler outperforms Alexander Madison with, you know, whatever usage he gets, which is I think is going to be like, you know, five, six, seven, eight touches in these next week, week or two. Sure. You know, the momentum could really shift here because Madison simply hasn't been performing in this offense. One way or another, there's real opportunity for Chandler. Maybe it he eventually triggers a timeshare. And who knows, maybe even a starting opportunity at some point down the road for Ty Chandler. And he showed real burst on that uh, play that was called back for a penalty in the Vikings-Niners Sunday nighter. Mm-hmm. I believe it was a Jordan Addison pass back across the field to him. Yeah, that's right. And and, and it, he looked really good. It was like a 30-yard gain or something. Yeah, he, he looked like one of the most dynamic runners we've seen all year. It's not in the stat sheet, though. That's right. So, uh, Keep an eye on them. Jets take on the Raiders. Um, this will not take a lot of time, given the state of these two teams. Uh, let's start with Brees Hall, who's obviously he's a great running back, and this is actually a pretty darn good spot for him. And one of the times I feel really good about giving Brees Hall an A grade, he's going to run the ball constantly in a very plus matchup against a lousy Raiders run defense. He's touched the ball at least 17 times in four straight games, which is great for Brees Hall. Over the last three games, the Raiders have allowed 173 rushing yards per game. Wow. Hall's going to get most of that 173. Dalvin Cook certainly ain't. No. Uh, he's also turned into a reliable receiver. Over the the same last three games, Brees Hall averaging five catches for 47 yards. 
mean, if everything plays to form here as it has over the last three weeks, Brees Hall could flirt with a 200-yard game. Mm. Meanwhile, Las Vegas allowing those same five receptions to opposing runners, so we like Brees Hall quite a bit. Uh, the passing game, not nearly so much. Uh, Raiders are actually pretty good pass defense. Max Crosby, by the way, what an awesome player languishing. Yeah. The whole, his whole career is going to be languishing with a bad team. Um, speaking of languishing, Zach Wilson, uh, thrown one touchdown in his last four games. Whoa. Oh, an almost impossible streak of ineptitude when the NFL is entirely oriented to magnifying the quarterback position. Wilson Garrett hasn't scored since week two, despite getting a very healthy 12 targets per game over the last five weeks. Uh, Max Crosby going to disrupt the pocket, putting Zach Wilson in trouble frequently. I don't love that part. Raiders secondary, probably better than you think, ranking 12th by pro football focus. And they've got three functional cornerbacks, Nate Hobbs, Amik Robertson, Marcus Peters. So there's nowhere for Garrett Wilson to go to exploit a particularly bad cornerback. So I can only get Garrett Wilson to a C grade. You know, we drafted him early second round. Yeah. And it's just sad how what, this has really turned out. What do you me. think about the Aaron Rodgers standing on the field, chucking 50-yard bombs, flat-footed? God left? bless him, man. If you can do it at this stage of your rehab, go for it, baby. Yeah. I know there was – I saw some things go by on, tw- on social media. They were like, you know, he's such an attention whore. All he's doing is throwing passes in pregame. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's bored. Maybe that's it. Let's go to the Las Vegas side. Josh Jacobs. Now, we all expected new head coach Antonio Pierce to pound the ball with Devontae Adams going into this last week's game, but it didn't work out that way at all. It was all Josh Jacobs who got 26 carries, and the Raiders cruise to their easiest victory, I don't know, ever? Game script makes sense this week for a lot of usage for Josh Jacobs. The Jets allow the second most rushing yards per game, Mm. 145. And the Jets give up the third most receptions to the running back position. Josh Jacobs is a capable receiver sitting on a very big game here. A grade for Josh Jacobs. Let's go to the passing game. The the only two parts of the passing game you care about are Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers. Let's start with Adams. You might have to bench him here. This is not good. Uh, Adam's scoreless streak is now six games long, and he's averaged just 42 yards over those six games. And this is a brutal matchup against arguably the best set of cornerbacks in the league, Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. Sauce Gardner is allowing 26 yards per game in his coverage and has not given up a touchdown since week two. DJ Reed is even better. He's allowing 21 yards, and he hasn't given up any touchdowns in his coverage Just this year. Good. And Adams almost never runs from the slot, so you can't you can't bank on Adams getting easier coverage. I don't have it in my heart to give Devontae Adams a bench grade. Nope. I'm going to give him a C grade, but just realize that he's got bench grade output possibilities in a brutal matchup against Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. What about Jacoby Myers? Really, all the same problems for Jacoby Myers, who also runs on the outside and rarely from the slot. Um, He runs a little more from the slot, so once in a while he might get cornerback Michael Carter, but not enough that you can really risk him in an otherwise brutal matchup, and Aiden O'Connell throwing him the ball. O'Connell looks functional at this stage, but that's it for the Raiders. Our final matchup is the Packers taking on the Steelers. Scott, 
This is a uh, Packers offense that has been very, very difficult to rely upon. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, there's not a lot to like here. Aaron Jones got a lot more work last week. I know. So I know. that was encouraging. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's led me to give Aaron Jones a B grade here. Only one back with 12-plus touches against the Steelers has failed to cross the 60-yard mark. I know that's a pretty low bar, but yeah. Aaron Jones was getting a lot more work than that last week. Uh, five of the six 20-touchbacks, which is where Aaron Jones was last week, had 100-plus yards and several of them scoring. Jones has three-plus catches in every game since returning, so it's giving you a little bit of a nice double-digit floor there. I got a B-grade there. A.J. Dillon's snap share has dropped four straight. His, his touch totals dropped three straight. Um, and Jones had over 70% of the work last week, so bench grade on A.J. Dillon. Over to the pass game, I do have a bench grade on Jordan Love as well. It's a top 10 pass D that has only allowed two passing scores in the last month. In the last four games, Love hasn't topped 230 yards himself, just three scores. So uh, bench there. Romeo Dobbs, I have a C grade on. Dobbs has five touchdowns on the season and is top 10 for inside the 10 targets and ed zone targets. No other, uh, well, it's a it's a tough draw, and his yardage totals have been low, but he's the leading target getter. He's the only player on the team with more than one receiving score, and that counts running backs and tight oh, ends. Yeah. Yeah. Jaden Reed has two because he has he has one receiving, one rushing, but <laughs> he's the only one with more, and more than one receiving score. Mm -hmm. uh, Jaden Reed, who I just mentioned, was my take a chance on me player. I do have Christian Watson on the bench, though. He's top 40 yards just once since returning. No games over three catches. He he needs a big play, and he's going to see Joey Porter Jr., who's shadowed the last few games. Um, he's allowing he's allowed zero touchdowns and a 9.8 passer rating against Joey Porter wow. Jr. That's ridiculous. Wow. That's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, bench grade on Luke Musgrave, who finally scored last week, but Steelers are third best against tight ends. I believe his name is Loose Mutton. Uh, that <laughs> Luce, is Loose Mutton right Luce, there. Yeah, the only two good games from tight ends were tight ends that got 10-plus targets against the Steelers. I love the Loose Mutton. Oh, man. Who doesn't? <laughs> Over to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Way better than tight mutton. Yeah, that's the worst. I hate the tight mutton. It's all <sighs> chewy. Yeah. Wow. Let's let the silence speak for itself. Uh, over to the passing game for the Somebody Pittsburgh Steelers. The Kenny Pickett, QB, Pittsburgh Steelers, two passing touchdowns in the last five weeks. That is not uh, not very good. It's a top four pass D. We're not we're not going to start Kenny Pickett. I might start a couple receivers though, just barely. Uh, I have a C grade on George Pickens. This might be one of those squeaky mouse grease wheel type games for <laughs> a grease mouse game. <laughs> Something <laughs> like. That, the, catch. the grease cheese gets the mouse. <laughs> yep. Hissy fit last week. Tomlin completely backed him up, said he loves that fire and that desire to be part of the team's success. I should note he had a he would have had a touchdown, but he for some reason he strided that second second leg like a first baseman reaching for an out or whatever. Um, still getting five plus tar targets every game with Johnson. He's still leading in red zone and red and end zone targets for the team. He'll get a better matchup than he'll get a better matchup this week with Carrington Valent Valentine, who took over for Roswell Douglas. You made that name up. I did. Carrington Valentine. Uh B grade on Deontay Johnson. Since coming off IR, Johnson's worst game is five for seventy-nine yards. He's averaging about ten targets from pickets per game. Uh five receivers have gotten Johnson's target volume against Green Bay. They averaged seven catches for eighty-two yards. Jair Alexander might miss this one, which will only make things better for Deontay Johnson. I have a B grade on Najee Harris. 
55-45 split in this backfield. Mm -hmm. Warren routinely is the better and more efficient runner, but both are two to six catch backs. Najee's getting more inside the work, uh, inside the five work. In fact, he's out touching uh, over the last three games, eight touches to two touches over Warren inside the red zone. Gets about 20% more touches. So I got a B grade there, and Jalen Warren was my take a chance on me player. And we got about a minute left here. Yeah. And I just wanted to say I am grateful to be on this show. And to have you guys as friends, uh, November 12th coming up, uh, you know, this Sunday yeah. is my heart anniversary. In 2014, I had a heart attack yeah. and it really changed the way I, I look at things that, and, and I, I feel like I need to be more grateful for the things I have in my life because I might not be here. And uh, I'm very, very happy to be a, a part of this show. Oh, that's sweet. And we're Thank happy you, to have you here. And we're glad that you lived through your heart attack. Yeah. I mean, think about how how different our lives would be as well. Right. Yeah. Uh, gratitude, expressing gratitude, always a good idea. Did you say it was in 2014? Yeah. So you're you're now nine times away from... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nine. Oh, boy. You've, it's your nine-time anniversary. Yeah. yeah. I was uh, 35. I can't imagine how scary that was. Oh. Yep. Anyway, uh, we're glad you're here. We're glad you listened all the way to the end of the show as well. We'll be back next week with more Fantasy Football Weekly. And as a reminder, if you miss any part of the show, you can get all my player rankings available for free at guillotineleagues.com. And also, join a new guillotine league. This is the, the last week. you got one week left. Oh, no. That's it to get into a brand new, fresh guillotine league. New drafts happening virtually every single day, guillotineleagues.com. Best of luck this week, everybody. We're excited for you winning in a very tough bye week. We'll be back next week for more Fantasy Football Weekly. Bye-bye. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.